Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called but of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Now, it looks like the golden age of streaming TV for a tenner a month is coming to an end because some of the biggest streaming platforms say they're going to ditch lots of movies and TV series to save money. And they're also raising their monthly subscriptions, very likely this year again. So have we had it too good for too long? If you subscribe to multiple streaming platforms, which one would you ditch? Disney, Netflix, Amazon, Paramount, Apple, hey, which ones? Well, JJ Clark is here to discuss this. JJ, do you subscribe to to many of them? I subscribe to Netflix, Disney and Amazon Prime. Okay, so you're already running close to about 40 euro-ish there a month. And that's, do you pay for TV, Sky or or Virgin? Uh, Virgin. Okay, so you're already kind of hitting 100 euro plus Mm. for the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, like I suppose the jump in price might be where I get off, Mm. you know, the the streaming services. But I, I don't really know why are they doing, why are they, you know, cutting back their back catalogue and why are they jumping up the price? Is it just to increase profit? Is it as simple as that? Yeah, well... We've been in this sort of weird era of nonstop expansion where all the companies cared about was adding to subscriber numbers. So when Disney launched, for example, I think it was eight euro, I think it was even cheaper than eight euro per month. Now, I think it's around 12 euro per month. The latest, uh, uh, the reinstated CEO, Bob Iger, says that's way too cheap for what you're getting with Star Wars and Marvel and all the other stuff and the other channels. So you can expect to see that go to something closer to 15, maybe 20 euro a month um, uh, this year. Now, yeah, it's a lot. Except if you've got kids in your house. Is is that audience capture? Is that what it was? They yes, were trying to flood the, the market and so just Netflix get people was, in the door. Yeah, Netflix was the early adopter here and everybody wanted to get Netflix's numbers. Now, Netflix is in a very strong position. It's by far the biggest of all of the streamers. In Ireland, it's by far the biggest. Is that globally or is it? Uh, globally and locally. Uh, and it's the only one that's actually making money. Uh, of the others. Don't forget, you've got, I'll come back to your your original question in a second, but just to set the scene here, two of the big five or the big six, depending on how you measure it, are really in there kind of artificially. So Apple with TV Plus 
and Amazon with Prime Video. They're kind of in there for reasons not really to compete solely on movies and TV shows. Why is that? Well, they're because Amazon is trying to get you to stay with an Amazon Prime subscription, a delivery subscription, which in my household, they've done very well. I haven't ordered anything from Amazon in about six months and I'm still paying for Amazon Prime because it's wrapped in with a bundle with Amazon Prime movies. For Apple TV Plus, they uh, really, they, they launched it really as a service um, to keep you engaged with Apple products like iPhones. So now you've got Disney, you've got Paramount Plus, you've got a whole lot of others. HBO Max, yeah. Yeah. And they are competing. They're, they're putting more and more money into budgets. I mean, in Ireland, we've had a boom in in uh, movie making and, and TV uh, series and lots of actors have been in business because they're all competing with each other because they're trying to get subscribers and that era is now coming to an end because they're not making money anymore. So... It's 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 in our in our house, for example, I would pay about about seventy euro a month, right? Not including Sky Virgin, not including the TV license, which, if you think about it, is a, a thirteen euro, fourteen euro a month subscription. It's one hundred and sixty euro. Yeah, and what's what's the tagline? If you're watching it on a screen, you need to pay your TV license. No, not a screen, a TV. Oh, it's you not, can watch it on a laptop, laptop or a monitor, and it's not. You oh, don't okay, have to pay I stand it. corrected. Yeah. But so we pay in our house. I pay for Netflix. That's over 20 euro because it's 4K and you, you want to do it on multiple screens. Amazon, Disney, Paramount and Mubi, which is a kind of an art house uh, movie service. A lot of uh, world cinema. That one, by the way, I only do because I like to think of myself as being cultured. I sort often of go two months without watching. It? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't in- include Sky. That's about 70 euro. I would say by the end of this year, that's going to go closer to 100 euro. But what's, are, are you... That's because we've got, we're a family household. Right. But are you putting anything on the chopping block towards the end of the year if the price is We already up? put Apple on the chopping block. So I'll only subscribe to Apple about once every four months, maybe. And that's if I, I kind of stockpile the series that I want to see. Okay. The rest of them, though, like there's stuff on Paramount that I quite like. Um, I watched all the Yellowstone, for example. Um, yeah, it's very good. On Amazon recently, I watched uh, Series 5 of Fargo. They've got all of the Fargo seasons. I would regard that as premium TV. I mean, that's well worth a couple of months subscription. Right, I was drawn Amazon. in by Jack Reacher for the exact same right. reason that, that like, you know, I really wanted to watch it and aesthetically, like, it's just, you know. Jack Reacher? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. I have to say. Not not my cup of tea, but, yeah. but very popular. Um, Netflix, uh, my wife not watches Netflix Almost every day, we watched a fantastic documentary the other day on the making of the We Are the World uh, single. Absolutely brilliant. All the mega stars in, in 80s pop land. Really, really good. So we have all these different tastes. And then my uh, stepdaughter, you know, she 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 is a whole different kind of uh, uh, set of tastes again. Right. So you talk about a family household. Now, look, this is a first world scenario. And the reason I have justified it up to now is because we used to go to the cinema once a month. So that was a minimum of, I don't know, 30 to 50 euro, depending on whether there was one, two or three of us going, which is a huge chunk of what I now pay for for monthly subscriptions. But do you watch, I'm interested to know, do you watch, you know, for the first time, a movie that you really want to see, do you watch it 
on Netflix or on one of these streaming services or is that cinema? Is that just reserved for the cinema? I rarely go to the, like the cinema is now three times a year okay. whereas it used to be once a month. And cinema hasn't recovered in Ireland and we, we did a podcast uh, about this uh, recently but um, you know you, movies like Killers of the Flower Moon which Oscar nominated movie that was on uh, Netflix. Um, there was, God, there's been a few actually. There's, I mean, we're still in an era where because of COVID, a lot of the first run movies with big directors like Martin Scorsese, um, I watched The Killer, for example, with Michael Fassbender. Um, that, I can't remember what platform that was on. It was either Amazon or Netflix. And uh, it's Netflix. That was David Fincher. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you still have a few first-run movies that but are on it, the streaming. If streams. you're if you're a single streaming service mm. customer, will it bother you? Will what bother you? The the price increase, the thinning out of the back. Catalog. I don't think so. I mean, if you're paying fourteen euro a month, are you going to give up your, you know, your regular source of TV and movies for another two year? No, you're not going to do it. And we know that. I know there's people who say, "Oh, that's it. I'm I'm you know finished." No, that actually is not the case. Yeah, they they sort of they'll sit, they'll make the noise with their mouth, but their behaviour won't no, match. Absolutely, and not. I, I'm interested now, just in terms of Paramount Plus kind of cancelling a load of shows mm. and uh, just thinning out the back catalogues. What does that look like? Does that mean that like? Friends season seven, for instance, on Netflix won't be there or will it just be new shows or new seasons being cancelled? It will be a bit of both. You won't see marquee, you know, top line tier A uh, series like Friends ever leaving the streamers because they are actually revenue getters for... uh, You're you're talking about shows like uh, on Paramount Plus, for example, you're talking about uh, Jodie Whittaker's drama, um, One Night. Uh, You're talking about... um, the Samantha Morton vehicle, the the, the burning girls. Um, are they good though? Like, I, I mean, I, yeah, they are pretty good. You see this this argument that people make: oh, it's just a load of rubbish. Anyway, that's I mean, that is absolute nonsense. I mean, there is a fair bit of dross on the platforms, but I mean, there are thousands of hours of at least average quality shows and movies on these streaming platforms. I mean, there just are. But it, does this kind of signal like a return to appointment viewing and also channelization? So, you know, you had... Oh, you're going to have to explain those. You know, so... Appointment uh, viewing appointment and viewing, channelization. So appointment viewing, i.e. you wait uh, for a specific time to watch the show. Oh, so yeah. that they release it every week and then you're back in this sort of TV era. No. I don't think we're ever really going back to that. Now, look, there is a touch of that, like uh, Sky Atlantic, which is HBO Max, um like the very top tier shows. At the moment, for example, we're watching True Detective on Sky Atlantic. Uh, really, really good. It's yes, the f- Jodie Foster. Fourth or the fifth season. Um, yeah, it has Jodie Foster in it. Uh, Christopher Eccleston as well. A few others. Really, really good. Return to form for that show. But that would be a really high quality premium drama and you'll get away with once a week for that most mm. of the others I don't think we're ever going back and, and then the channelization uh, I mean that you had like RT1, RT2 mm. and uh, TV3 when you're go- when I was growing up anyway and then if you wanted more if you wanted access to the other things you'd have to turn over the channel or you'd have to get the other channels you know Sky or, or whatever it might be and is it going to be that 
you're you're with Disney or you're with Netflix and you're oh, you're, you're just on the one I mean channel. that that's going to continue for for a while. There's no question. Like there's 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 no. I don't think there's much of a sense that Disney's going to acquire Netflix, and Netflix certainly will never be able to acquire uh, Disney um, be, because of the scale involved. You might see some sort of mergers and acquisitions happening in the sport field. There was a deal last week announced between some of the big players in uh, in US uh, TV sport. It was Fox, Warner, and the third one was ESPN, I think, uh, which, is, which is a Disney channel. Um, and they announced essentially a hookup where uh, you would soon be able to get like the super sports channel where you'd be able to get NFL, baseball, basketball, and maybe within that there would be premium tiers of subscription, like there are at the moment if you buy Sky. Right. Um, Is that a huge land grab in terms of just terrestrial TV? Well, it makes it easier. It makes it easier because it means at the moment, yeah, if you like different shows on different streaming platforms, you have to sort of exit the app and okay, boohoo, you have to exit the app and it takes, you know, all of 15 seconds to do. But don't forget, there's no reason why Apple or Amazon would ever get rid of their streaming platforms because they're not there to really be in competition with the others. I mean, they are, but they're not. They're there to support their own other product lines. So that really leaves a bunch of smaller ones. I mean, you can see, say, platforms like HeyU, which is the reality TV, which is quite popular in in Ireland. Mm. It's Real Housewives of whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You could see those kind of properties, some of the smaller ones being folded in maybe to uh, to the bigger one, like I think with Disney Plus, you got stars. I think when you subscribed to that, certainly initially, I actually can't remember if you still have it. You probably do. Um, and in the states, that would be there'd be two different properties. Right. So, um, uh, and does does that mean like so? For example, with the Netflix uh, announcing the WWE, mm, uh, you know, acquisition or you that's know, a the, huge deal. Yeah. That's a re- to me, that's one of the biggest things that's happened in streaming because. Netflix, I've interviewed um, Reed Hastings, Netflix CEO, mm. uh, um, a, a few times, and he's always said, no, we're not going into live programming or, you know, live sport. Now, I don't think this is live sport. I think this is a magazine show they're going to be uh, they're going to be running. Um, but even to go into that is is really big because it signals that they are compromising on their no sport, I, I, as in... They would run sport documentaries or Formula One or, you know, d- documentary. Drive but, to survive. But yeah, this yeah. is this is going to be like a weekly thing. And you're seeing at the same time, Apple really has kind of pioneered this with uh, Major League Baseball and now with M- Major League uh, Soccer as well. Amazon, as we know. Um, with the tennis. Yeah, I, th- tennis. I find that it's very easy to use. You know, yeah. you just navigate yeah. to it. Whereas- and also at Christmas time, Premier League football, which is the absolute be in this part of the world the be-all and end-all of all premium sport, which is worth more than all other sport combined. Yeah, so you're League a football. long-suffering Liverpool fan, so, you know... Well, it, it, indeed. Now, but, just, is that really expensive for the streaming services to, oh, to yeah. so acquire pre- I mean, these Premier rights? League, well, in NFL particularly, but also basketball, they're talking about a doubling or a tripling of the basketball rights, the NBA rights, but NFL, uh, bas- NBA, college football, uh, Major League Baseball to a lesser extent and, you know, Premier League football, La Liga, Champions League, these are all multi-billion euro uh, properties. 
Uh, it's really expensive to buy them because you, you're you absolutely guaranteed viewership. You're buying eyeballs for you, sure. You're yeah. literally buying eyeballs if you get them. Now, you might ask yourself, like at the moment, say Champions League, for example, there's a couple of ways to watch Champions League in Ireland. One is through terrestrial television, which is Virgin um, and RTE. Uh, in the UK, I think it's ITV uh, that has it. Um, and also, ironically, through one or two of the betting apps, you can you can watch the, uh, I think it's um, the live score bet. You can watch Champions League games um, live that way for, for customers of live score. But... It, it, you don't have to be a genius to figure out, you know, that's a property that wouldn't cost as much as Premier League football. It, I, there has to be a scenario where one or other of these of the big streamers is going to start bidding for maybe not Premier League, but maybe Champions League. It's a passport to making money. So I would say sport is going to be the next uh, big thing for the streaming firms. And when they do that, you will probably see budgets for other things suffer. So there'll be fewer shows and fewer movies made, um, I think. I mean, the economics of making these shows are really interesting for the streamers. What Hastings told me at the time, the Netflix CEO, when I asked him, actually it was Ted Sarandos, who at the time was the uh, the number two there in Netflix. And he said, look, the reason that you see, like you might see a bunch of, say, vampire or werewolf movies or shows on our platform is not that we're trying to win an Oscar with them. It's because we know that there's a certain number of people who will simply subscribe to a service if they see vampire or werewolf movies. It's the same for Tolkien-based content. That's why Amazon paid a billion dollars to pay for and make the absolute dud of, of a, um, a, a Tolkien series that they made. What, what, what the Hobbit? No, no, no. The um, something of the... Uh, the Fellowship? Uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, I, I'm blanking on the name was, as well. It was really poor. Um, it looked okay, but it was actually quite it's poor. It's visually, visually very, you know, yeah. beautiful, but uh, I suppose Peter Jackson it actually, dropped the ball. It, it pretty much paled compared to House of the Dragon, which itself wasn't a brilliant um, Yeah, House uh, of the Dragon adaptation. wasn't great now. It wasn't great, uh, but it, it cost a lot less than than the Tolkien stuff did. But you know, um, that's that's what you're that's what you're getting into, and that's where the where the big budgets are. And they know that people like me would absolutely watch Tolkien, would absolutely give it a go, um, and and the same ways I'll give House of the Dragon a go, whether it's good or bad. But the bottom line is less content, higher prices, and most of us will keep subscribing to something. And part of the reason for that is we, many of us don't go to the cinema as much as we did. So we have about another 20 or 30 euro per month in our pocket right. that we didn't have. But where, where is that going? Just in, for instance, um, in a year's time or two years time when these, these punches have landed, so to speak, are you looking at a smaller market? Are you looking at a more concentrated market that there's, you know, the libraries of these streaming services are just smaller smaller yeah that's what that you that's what you're looking at so the big streamers uh, have said they're letting a lot of content go they're not going to pay the licensing fees they're not going to make as much stuff they're not going to renew as many series um, as before so the, the libraries will be smaller um whether the content will be any better or not, it's hard to see. An awful lot depends on the cinema and whether the big production houses really put uh, resources behind, 
you know, cinema or in America as they describe theatre first uh, yeah. productions. So there'll be cinema movies like Oppenheimer, for instance, yeah. will be a cinema movie mm-hmm. and then something, you know, based like a, maybe a comedy will just be something that will be aimed at a streaming service or like a Christmas holiday for instance. It, it could be, yeah, it could be. And uh, and then, of course, it, that it, it, it also depends on how the the legacy TV companies, you know, the BBCs of this world, who who also have fairly big budgets, where they manage to keep anyone watching. And, and they've done an OK job at that, but it's really around news, sport and one or two kind of marquee productions in Ireland. The odd episode of the Late Late Show, you know, Dancing with the Stars. I mean, your it's news, very, your news, and news and sport really is yeah. what, is what keeps people. But do, do streaming services then become everything apps uh, in terms of uh, visual content that they're offering? That they they start adding in news well, updates. Is that a is logically, that a If Netflix gets to a certain size, why doesn't it add a news service? Why doesn't it? Why doesn't it have? Uh, you know. Instead of CNN, you've NNN. You know, I mean, like, wh- why doesn't it have? Uh, that sort of conjures up images of I don't know if you've ever seen Anchor Anchorman. Oh know, no, yeah, yeah Anchorman. Know, yeah, co- I was thinking more of um, Planet Earth, the Vought, the Vought News Network on right. the boys. But um, yeah, so why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they buy the rights to? I say they ca- probably can't afford the Premier League, but they could afford the Champions League or the Europa League. Now, I'm a Liverpool fan. You know, Liverpool are in the Europa League. Uh, of course, I'm going to subscribe to watch that. Um, I, I just am. You, you're buying my eyeballs if you do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I'm. I make the pretty close to the same point when I, yeah. I'm talking about the Netflix series um, with the the Irish rugby team. Mm. I it wasn't great, but I still watched all of it right. because I'm an Irish rugby fan. So you okay? So let's. I'll just return to the question I had at the top of the podcast, which was, if the prices do go up. Of the ones that you subscribe to, which one would you drop? I would say Disney. Okay, why? Yeah, um, just because of the content. Purely because the content, the I suppose the different types of content that are available uh, on Prime and on Netflix mm. are sort of a smorgasbord of of different content that I like. Whereas Disney, it's it's just one it's Marvel DC. It's Marvel, Star Wars, and kids. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean so so the sort of science fiction element of it and maybe bear but but that's under you know that's under one of their other you know sort of umbrellas oh the cafe the restaurants yes um, yeah, correct yeah which is quite good pretty good but yeah, um, yeah I, d- apart from that I, d- I there's no reason for me to navigate I find myself asking myself yeah if I click into it I'm like what am I watching here you know I, I don't treat you know it like what a I'm just saying I think of the ones that I subscribe to which is Netflix Amazon Disney Paramount and Movie I think Disney would be first to go and then probably Paramount because I think Netflix and Amazon between those two probably covers about a solid 75% of what we watch in the house and we haven't even talked about the cost of sport by the way cuz on Sky you can only really get your sport, your your football through Sky. When I say sport, premium sport, right. I mean football. Um, because if you're paying for football, then you're paying for a whole lot of other sports as well. There's there's no, if you pay for premium, Premier League football, you, you automatically get a lot of other sports. What does that come in at, uh, price-wise? Your minimum, even if you went with the cheapest possible package, which is through Now TV, say on a smart TV, or you can do it through Vodafone's new um, monthly 
TV offering, which is actually pretty good value, 65 euro um, for broadband and TV compared to around 100 from Sky and Virgin. You're still looking at a minimum of, I think, I think 36 euro a month or something, maybe maybe a bit more than that. That's not bad. Well, on top of everything else. Right. Right. You know, uh, and that's the cheapest. If you go for you know your decent 4K and and you integrate it in your in your package, I mean, you're, you're looking at your 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 total Sky bill is going to be about 130 euro per month, and then you're looking at about 70 euro for the rest. So it's 200 euro a month. Yeah. Now that's including your broadband. Sorry, that's a lot. So one thousand. It's a lot, but you know. You don't have to buy all this stuff. It's for this. We're, this is a real first world podcast episode. Uh, I'm aware. Also, I just make the point again. We used to all go to the cinema quite a lot. But I don't go to the cinema at all. Okay. And, and I always, I when I think of my future and I think of five years down the line, I probably would have a like a streaming account or maybe two still. Mm. You know. So uh, that's that that outlet isn't isn't even there for me, and that's. The, the streaming service See, is like a, a, a constant. Streaming account, I mean, let's a tenner a month, 12 quid a year a month, that's that's two or three coffees. Yeah. You know, for a month worth of stuff. I Listen, I'm not on the pay of the streaming platforms. I'm just saying, compared to other stuff in your daily life, if you get not even one series, if you get one movie or, or two decent episodes of something, you could make an argument that's worth your tenor. Well, I absolutely agree. And I think that like the, the internet model was always free first. And so we've kind of been weaned on this idea of free content a lot of the time. So we get sort of, you know, tetchy about paying for stuff. But if you want I, good stuff, you should. I, I don't even to, think most of us are. I think it. that's a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a myth. I mean, I know there's I know there's plenty of dodgy boxes around and that's a separate podcast episode. Um, but I, I think. The vast majority, certainly the majority of people are and always have been willing to pay a few quid a month for something. And that's the way it'll be. There's no way the streaming platforms are going away. It's just that it looks like the era of the golden expansion where you were getting so much for your 10 or your 12 euro or your 15 euro. That looks to be coming to an end and we're going to be paying more for a little bit less. Anyway, we could go on with this uh, discussion uh, forever, but uh, Rory Bones was on sound on this podcast and JJ Clark uh, produced. I'm Adrian Weckler and you've been listening to The Big Tech Show. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. 